You're listening to Speak Lord. I'm Ryan Rogers. This summer, I'm preaching a sermon series called Steps to Christ. I want to walk closer with Jesus, and I would be so grateful if I could help you walk closer with Him. In preparation for this series, I've been reviewing a little book called Steps to Christ by Ellen White. It was first published in 1892, and it has helped countless people around the world walk closer with Jesus, and it's had a large impact on my own spiritual growth. The book has 13 chapters, and I've had the privilege of having conversations with leaders in the Alaska Conference. That's the organization that my church belongs to, and I've talked with them about the message of this book and how it can help us walk closer with Jesus. So for today's episode, I'm sharing one of these conversations. Here it is. Hey, I have a question for you. How's your joy? I've been asking that question and having people ask me that question this year in the church uh, in Palmer. We've been focusing on joy this year, and it's kind of a question that makes you stop and think, oh, wait, I haven't thought about how my joy is doing. But the truth is that living with Jesus is a joyful thing. <laughs> a fruit of the Spirit is joy. And when our joy level is low, there's lots of reasons for it, and we shouldn't feel guilty about it, but it should cause us to pause and think, oh, something's wrong here. Because... <laughs> I should not be moping around as a Christian because he's a God of joy. And our step to Christ in our conversation about steps to Christ today is rejoicing in the Lord. Oh, I don't think we talk about this enough. And this is the last of 13 conversations about steps to Christ. If you've joined us for those, I hope you are you're growing spiritually. You're taking steps to Christ. And the step that I'm inviting you to take and that Jesus is inviting you to take is to rejoice in the Lord. And I'm joined in this conversation with Pastor Ashwin. And Pastor Ashwin, uh, we're talking about rejoicing in the Lord. You know, I, I love this concept, um, this biblical concept of joy and, and what it means and how important it is that we possess joy and have joy. Um, but the question is today, um, you know, we are, as we look around at society today, um, we look around at the time we're in, especially coming out of a post-COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, let's be honest, Ryan, there isn't much joy around. We look mm -hmm. at the political scene today. We look at the, the hatred in society and in politics and uh, in our communities. I don't see joy. Mm -hmm. So how can we and why should we be joyful? in these turbulent times i mean it's i know people expect us as christians to, to be to be you know to have joy and, and rejoice but is that being realistic mm. is that possible i mean is that something um possible in you know in in, in these times when we're, we're struggling with so many things absolutely i let's um, let's, let's test it let's <laughs> test it personally um so there's there's two humans right here, uh -huh. and and let's let's see is uh, let's share the things that are sparks of joy in the chaos. So I know that you have a busy life, and I have a busy life, and I'm sure there are God graces of God that have just put a smile on your face. So let's both think of one uh, that has in the last couple of weeks that has just brought us joy, and whoever. Whoever has one first can go. Do you have, have one? What, is, what has God done to bring you joy? Okay, so um, I preached in one of our churches uh -huh. a few weeks back. 
um, and they gave me some gifts, uh-huh. um, and uh, you know there was some you know some food and boxes of food, and they gave me some other gifts as well. But I, you know, God has blessed me with so much, mm-hmm. and I, you know, and I was it was a blessing to you know to receive those gifts. But uh, there I was, I was in the car park after at the end of the service. And I felt, you know, and I just felt, I, I want to bless somebody with mm. these gifts. I don't need them, so let me bless somebody. So I drove off uh, in down, you know, into a uh, shopping, into a shopping mall car park, uh-huh. and I found these uh, two homeless gentlemen. Mm. And I just, my heart went out to them. I stopped the car. I went out and said, hey, how are you guys doing? So just spoke with them, kind of ministered to them. I said, how would you like some, you know, I've got these boxes of food and, and, and uh, clothes as well as like a jacket as well. And so, and oh, they were, so, so they said, thank you so much. I gave them the food and, and the other gifts that I had. And there was this homeless guy just, he literally, after I gave him these gifts, he ran up to me, grabbed me and gave me this big bear hug. Mm. Um, you know, it held me tight and he started to cry. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that was very powerful. And that gave me joy, yeah. um, you know, to help someone. Mm. So when we help others and when we serve the Lord um, by, you know, making a difference in other people's lives, however small, however mm-hmm. big, that brings me joy. That's right. And I know that this was an unscripted question here. Yes. Actually, the whole thing's unscripted. <laughs> That's so. Cool. It's a surprise story, yeah. but what a great story to share because uh, they're still homeless, right? Yeah, there's, yeah. there's still suffering and pain and chaos in the world. And your question was, in this world that's so messed up, is it realistic to talk about rejoicing in the Lord? And I think your story is a great example because all the problems still persisted in their life. But this kindness in a human interaction brought both parties joy. And it didn't, didn't change that we're in a broken world, but it did put some joy in that moment. And it made a difference to that person. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, no, both myself and, you know, so the giver and the receiver. Um, yeah, and it did make yeah. a difference. It made a positive yeah. difference. And yeah, and, and that feeling of joy is something special. Yeah. It is special. Absolutely. Yeah. And we want more of that. So how mm-hmm. can we... Uh, have that that yeah. that you know on, on on a regular basis as such. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, I, I think of some Bible texts. I think of Romans chapter five or three to five, uh-huh. which talks about rejoicing in suffering and how yeah. we can rejoice in suffering. Um, and I think of the text in James as well, James one, uh-huh. um, in that first chapter, talks about um, you know um, uh, being joyful in mm-hmm. suffering. And uh, so one thing that I've learned is, as we've just spoken about, serving the Lord. You know, as we serve the Lord, we experience joy. That's one way of experience joy in this craziness of this world and the pain of this world, the darkness of this world. By serving the Lord mm-hmm. in these last days brings us joy and we can be in a state of rejoicing. Absolutely. But also, I just want to share, I want to share this, this quote, uh, Ryan, uh, in, in this chapter, chapter yeah. 13. And this is what uh, Ellen White says. She says, Christians are set as light bearers on the way to heaven. Mm. Love that. Powerful. I love that this concept she brings out of light bearers. Um, And she goes on to say, they are to reflect to the world the light shining upon them from Christ. Their life and character should be such that through them, others will get a right conception of Christ 
and of his service. That's powerful. Mm. So being, I, I love this concept. It just gets me so excited of being light bearers for Christ. We can be light bearers within our families, light bearers in our homes, light bearers at school, light bearers in our work situation, mm. um, light bearers um, in, a, in a store. Mm. I'll just share this example. So I, met, I, was going in, I was in this store. I saw this elderly lady. And you know, as I do, you know, I, I just gave her a smile. You know, I just smiled at her, said hi, and I walked past her. And then she stopped me and she said, I just wanted to say thank you. Hmm. And I said, why are you thanking me? She said, well, I just want you to know that I lost my husband uh, recently and I've been very down and uh, just struggling with depression. I'm just going to be honest about that, she said. And so I come and I'm lonely. So I come to, to, you know, to these stores to get some human interaction. And I find that so many people just ignore me. Hmm. But you saw me today. And not only did you see me, but you gave me a smile. You don't know how much that smile meant to me today. Wow. So thank you for taking hmm. the time to see me and smile and acknowledge me. It meant a lot to me. Hmm. And so being light bearers, you know, even in small ways, we can be light bearers. We can, you know, shed the light in this dark world of, of hate and, and confusion and corruption and pain and suffering and bloodshed. And I, I can go on, but we can bring light. We can be those light bearers mm. to our neighbors, our friends, in our communities, in our churches. Um, so we can do that. Um, but we must have the attitude to say, Lord, Help me to be a light bearer. Help me to shed your light. And that comes back to, to prayer. We talked about prayer and asking for the Holy Spirit to come and indwell, to come and fill us and so that we can exhibit the fruits of the Spirit. And, that, and part of those fruits is light, you know, is seeing the light of Jesus in us. So, um, yeah, so that is something that uh, Ellen White says we should be doing. We should mm. be light bearers in these last days. Absolutely. And if the light shining on us, uh, we, we should reflect accurately the yeah. light that shines on us. And so if yeah. our God is uh, all serious and no fun, then, then we could be that way too. But he's a God of smiles and joy. Yeah, and absolutely. All, all, uh, he rejoices. And yeah. we ought to represent to a world a happy God. Amen. Amen. Absolutely. And I think that's so important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But one thing, um, you know, as, as I reflect um, on the pandemic and how many of our church members um, kind of responded to that, you know, in this time of crisis, you know, you know, we know how the story goes. We know how prophecy um, has foretold what we are going to experience in these last days. So we know all of that. Hmm. This is so for me as an Adventist church, as a remnant church, this is our time. Hmm. This should be our time, right? So when the crisis come, we stand up as light bearers. You know, we are the agents of hope in these last days. But what was a little um, challenging for me and maybe disappointing was the fact that many of our members, you know, when this pandemic came, the response was one of fear, one of, of doubt, mm -hmm. you know, and surprised me a little because mm. I started to question, okay, have we as, as pastors and spiritual leaders, have we not done our job, Brian? in terms of equipping with knowledge and, you know, and Bible prophecy and, and, and preparing our people and our churches 
for this, for these end times. Because surely our people, when, you know, when these crises come, like the pandemic, should be, okay, it's just a crisis, but we're not going to focus on the crisis. We're going to focus on Christ. That's right. And that's what we're going to do. So even though there's a crisis, I'm still going to be rejoicing. I'm going to be this agent of light, and I'm going to be a light bearer for Jesus, because this is our time mm-hmm. as, you know, as, as, as light bearers and as a remnant people. Um, so, so yes, yeah, so that was uh, just a concern. I don't know if you um, experienced uh, or have may, maybe had similar thoughts, hopefully not, but I don't know. Yeah. Is that, is that a concern for you? Yeah, it feels like our community of faith has been through trauma together. Like, yeah. we, it, it has gotten us down. And, and for any listening who are thinking that being a Christian means you should feel ashamed that you get down, uh, that is part of life too. <laughs> Being discouraged is, is part of the Christian walk. But I love how the psalm says, uh, Why are you downcast, O my soul? So rather than just feeling down and moping, he actually asks why. He looks into the reason why, tries to assess what's going on. There's a problem here, right? I get it. Yeah, and, yeah. and he says, Why are you downcast, O my soul? Put your hope in the Lord. Yes. And I think that's the response of the Christian is that, uh, mm. you know, I get down too. Like sometimes I am, you know, one day I'm... I'm high, and the next day I just like I'm ready to quit everything, and and that happens to me too. And I think if anyone is honest, we we go through down times. I think the way the Christian responds is we say, "Oh wait, this is not the place Christ wants me to live. So let's assess this. Let's give it to God. Right. Let's process right. this. I'm not going to feel guilty that I'm down, but I'm going to process it with Jesus so that He can bring me back to a place of peace and where I'm right. living in His Spirit." And that is such an, an important, um, an, an important um, area that we haven't actually spoken about. But for today, um, peace is so important. Mm-hmm. This whole concept of peace, you know, through what we spoke about, through prayer, through taking these steps of discipleship, yeah. we experience peace in God. Absolutely. So when, so when the bad times come, when the crisis times come, when the pandemics come. Even though, yes, it's challenging, but we are in a state of peace because we are on a journey, this discipleship journey with Christ. We've taken these steps to Christ, including prayer, including asking for the infilling of the Holy Spirit. So when these times come, we're in a state of peace, Mm. not panic. That's right. You know, we're in a state of faith and not fear. And so that's what this, that this discipleship journey and Steps to Christ is all about. It prepares us for times of crisis so that we can be in this state of peace. And as you mentioned, you know, we, can, we look to God for hope because he is our hope. We are at peace because we have a hope in Jesus mm-hmm. and that is coming soon. Well, when you jump into the conversation of peace, it lets me know that I should have more conversations with microphones with you because you have, you have more things that are worth sharing. <laughs> And we'll do it. We'll do it more. A pleasure. pleasure. We'll bring this one and actually all 13 conversations to a close here with this, this thought of rejoicing in Christ. And, and I promised at the beginning I would share a story of joy. Yes. And uh, just so just one from a couple hours ago this morning. My wife's out of town, but uh, every morning we, uh, we like to hike. So in the mornings we, we do a loop around our neighborhood. And uh, this morning... Uh, my three girls, one at a time, grabbed a hand until we were all walking down the road, four of us hand in hand, 
not saying anything, just holding hands. And uh, so this is simple. This is a simple thing. It was just a simple moment, but it was real joy. Amen. And Amen. I think uh, uh, the Christian mindset gathers up those things and makes much of them. We yes. don't just pass them yes. by. We, yeah. we treasure those things. Mm. And I think looking for joy is a... It's a literal step to Christ. It yes. brings us and yeah. and walking with Christ, we're gonna see more of those. So whatever however small, like mine or or large, um, those are steps that bring us into connection with Christ. And joy is a real step to do that. And so I want to close this time with prayer and I'm gonna ask Pastor Ashwin sure. to pray for our joy. Amen. Let's pray together. Lord, what a joy it has been today, Lord, to be here with Pastor Ryan. And uh, just reflect on these powerful words of your servant, uh, Ellen White. Lord, we thank you for this powerful book, of Steps to Christ, Lord, which culminates in this important aspect of being people of joy and, and, be, and having this mindset of rejoicing, Lord. Lord, we have so much to rejoice. We have so much to be grateful for. We have so much not only to be grateful for, but also to look forward to, Lord. So we can rejoice today. We can be joyful because of what is to come in our future. And that is, Lord, the return of your Son and our Saviour Jesus, who will come soon to take us home to heaven for all eternity. So we can be in a state of rejoicing for what is to come for each one of us, Lord, and that is heaven, spending eternity with in heaven with you and all the host of angels, where there'll be no more sin, no more pain, no more suffering, no more devil, because we will just be at peace with you. What a time, what a place, what an opportunity for each one of us, Lord, to experience all of that. So we thank you for this time, Lord. Help us to be a people of joy and to be in a state of rejoicing and looking for those opportunities to experience joy in our day-to-day -day lives. Bless us now, Lord, and for the rest of this day we ask in your name. Amen. Amen. How is God speaking to you? Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. Well, thank you for listening to Speak, Lord. And as a Speak, Lord listener, I want you to know that I pray every day for your spiritual growth. I hope that these conversations are helping you to take steps with Jesus. And if you want to go deeper in the Steps to Christ journey, I invite you to check out the sermon series that follows the same study. You can find that at PastorRyanRogers.com. And I will not be preaching the last half of the series. From July 29 to September 19, the messages that are shared in the series will be shared by some friends of mine who are stepping in while I'm gone on sabbatical. And if you would pray for my time away, I would appreciate it. I'm anticipating a really special time with family and with God. And I look forward to coming back refreshed and ready to share some of that blessing with you right here on Speaking. 